do 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 Hello and welcome to Fit vs. Fat, where my co-host Sierra lost her job, went to Vegas, and she left me to film this alone. So you guys are tuning in to the first lonely podcast with just me. No big deal. I'm riding solo, talking to myself. Nothing weird here. We're good. We're doing great. All right. Before getting into everything, I just wanted to say thank you to those that listened to last week's episode. Um, That was a big one for Dan, our guest, to come on and to tell his story. That was a big deal, Um, and we're hoping that we can have more guests on in the future. If you guys love the fact that we had a guest, let us know. That way we know and can get more guests. Um, Send us your emails. Leave a review, for God's sake. We love the reviews. We love the emails. Without you guys sending us your story, uh, we can't read any stories at the end. We can't laugh. We can't congratulate you, and we can't have any fun. So at the end of every podcast, you guys know we read an email, um, and it could be a funny fitness story. It could be a personal story. It could be about your whole journey, male, female. It doesn't matter. Uh, Send those in to fitvsfatpodcast at gmail.com. So I have a random question, but I guess I'm just going to be asking myself or you guys because Sierra is not really here to answer my question. So my question is, how uncomfortable does a full gym make you feel? Well, I'll answer myself. Basically, a full gym to me is very, uh, it just gives me a lot of anxiety. And I know I'm not alone in this. When I put this on my story, I had so many people, it was 100% people voted that they were uncomfortable in a full gym, like prime time. I'm talking like 5 to 7 p.m. when the gym is just crawling with everyone and their mom. It's insane. Uh, I get a lot of anxiety no matter how comfortable I feel in the gym. I'm just not comfortable during those times. Uh, So I wanted to kind of get your guys' feedback on it. And if you have any stories about when the gym was full and it made you feel uncomfortable I would love to hear it I know Sierra would love to hear it so send those in to our email and we'll read about them Uh, today's topic is what I eat and um, self-sabotage so we're going to kind of talk about a higher point which is you know my nutrition what I typically eat a lot of people ask me this all the time what are your macros what do you eat well we're going to dive into that today Um, and then on the lower end self-sabotage this is something that I have dealt with, and I know a ton of you guys have dealt with, or you're probably dealing with it right now. Um, I still do, and I know tons of people do. So this is something I'm going to go into. I'm going to explain it. What is it? Break it down. uh, Tell you some stories about how I do it to myself, and then talk about how you can make changes and get out of that self-sabotage state. All right? So first topic, we're going to start on a high note. We're going to talk about what I eat in a day. So Macros, um, if you don't know what macros are, go ahead, look it up, educate yourself. I really hope that you know what macros are by now. Um, But if you go ahead and you look that up, you're taking uh, accountability and you are actually wanting to learn about something that's going to benefit you. If I sit here and just tell you that, maybe you won't as much. So if you take the action on that, congrats to you. You do care about your goals and you do want to move forward. So my macros, um, I'm eating about 21 calories, 21. Yeah. I'm just eating 21 calories in a day. Like what the fuck? What is even actually 21 calories? Anything? No, maybe like a spray of butter, 
Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. 2,100 calories. So that's just a rough estimate. I'm not currently tracking. I track every now and then just to kind of see where am I at? Am I on track? Um, when I track on my fitness pal too much, I get very, very obsessive over it. And I want to scan everything. I want to know everything that I'm eating. What's the calories and what? No, like that's not healthy. Um, and if that rings a bell for you and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like that. It's okay. Um, just maybe ease off of it a little bit. Um, you probably already have a pattern. You're probably already in a pattern and used to the foods that you love and you're eating them every day, or you have a good idea of what you need to be eating. So kind of step away a little bit, uh, and then check in with yourself every other week or so to see where you're at. That's a big recommendation because a lifestyle, I would say, is not having to scan every item that you put into your body. So if you're looking to build a healthier lifestyle, MyFitnessPal is an amazing place to start, uh, but I believe that everyone should eventually wean off of it and have a general understanding of the nutrients and the food that is sitting in front of them. So I just kind of went off onto a tangent, but my macros are 185 carb, 158 protein, and roughly like 70 to 80 grams of fat. Um, I, my hat, my hat, you know what, if I didn't know how to speak English, this wouldn't be a podcast. So there that is, there that is. All right. You know, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great on my own. I hope Sarah listens to this and laughs at me. Okay. So my carbs are a little bit lower right now. I wasn't, I was just very, I was taking in a lot of carbs, I feel like. And, um, I wasn't, my body wasn't reacting very well to it. So I lowered my carbs and I added um, a little bit more to my fat. So that's what works for me. Um, understand that this is something that is based off of my body type, my age, my height, my total daily expenditure, and what I'm looking to go towards. What are my goals? And my goals are to build a healthy lifestyle and find what works for me. So what works for me is not going to work for you maybe one person out there out of thousands, but it's really, it's, it's all up to what you like and what your body is going to do. So if you go ahead and you use these numbers and you try and eat this and it doesn't work for you and you're starving yourself or you're over, that's not going to do well. I really do recommend that you get educated on this. Do your research, go on YouTube. There is so much information out there and you are only hurting yourself by not looking more into it and not finding out what would work best for you. So those are my macros. Now I'm going to kind of go into what do I typically eat in a day? You know, how do I meet those macros? Um, so my breakfast, you guys should know this by now. If you follow me on Instagram at K-A-Y-L-O-Fit, you know, every morning I eat the same damn thing. But guess what? That routine is something I look forward to every single morning. And because I have that routine, it starts my day off right. I have a balanced breakfast. I know what I need to be doing, and it sets me up for success. So if that's something that is going to benefit you, find those foods or find those core food groups that work for you in the morning and, and eat it repeatedly. It's going to really start your day off right, and I know it does for me. So try that out. See if that works for you. But I typically have two fried eggs, um, whole eggs, to get some fat in my day since I struggle getting fat. So I have two fried eggs, or lately I've been doing egg whites. I haven't really been measuring it out, kind of just been eyeballing it. And then I throw some fat cheese, fat cheese, I throw some fat-free cheese in the middle, kind of make it like a little omelet. 
And then I have some uh, good old turkey bacon that I get from Walmart. And it's cheap. It's like three bucks. But I have it every single morning. I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. It's so good. I put seasoning on it. Like, ooh, it, it's a staple for me. So if you haven't tried turkey bacon, I highly recommend that you do. The one I use is it's from Walmart and it's like the uncured turkey bacon or something. It's got like a white and green label, a little over $3, but it's a staple. I eat four whole pieces of that. And then I have some pre-made low sugar iced coffee, which uh, if you guys haven't seen, I share that on my story a lot as well. It's a really good option. I don't like to make my own coffee. Is that lazy of me? No, just because I don't, if I make a cup of coffee, <laughs> I am pouring four or five, six tablespoons of creamer into it. I'm the one who's like drinking creamer with a dash of coffee. So I prefer to do a pre-made lower sugar iced coffee because it gives me the taste that I want, but it also gives me the macros that I want. So if you are someone who is like me and really abuses the heck out of creamer, I do highly recommend that you find a lower sugar, you know, pre-made coffee. It's simple. Pour eight to 12 ounces and then it's good to go. I don't have to wait for anything to be made. Is it too hot? Do I burn my throat? No, because it's iced coffee. So highly recommend that. I also get that at Walmart. You can get it at Target. I've seen it tons of different places. Moving on to lunch. With lunch lately, I have been eating like a lot of beef lately. I am in this phase of where chicken just freaks me out. It looks gross and it tastes gross to me. I think once you eat so much of something, it tends to start like walking and it look, you know what I mean? Like it, it looks and tastes just not right. You are just really sick of it. And for me, chicken does that sometimes. I go through phases of when I love chicken and I go through phases where I hate chicken. But right now, your girl is in a phase of hating chicken. So what does that mean? I'm eating beef. I have been eating, you know, ground turkey in the past. Something about ground turkey too kind of just set me off a little bit. So I went back to ground beef and it's 93 lean seven fat. Um, again, I struggle with getting fat in my day. So that helps me to get that little extra fat that I need. Um, if you get enough fat in your day, maybe do more of a leaner beef, but know that it won't have as much flavor. So you're going to need some more seasonings. Um, what do I season my beef with? I use like, you literally go into like the Mexican aisle and there is the tons of taco seasoning just grab one of those. They're all good. Me and Dan have been trying a bunch of different ones and I really truly love them all. Um, it's, it'll add maybe an extra 15 calories or so into it, but pay attention to some of the sodium in those are very, very high. So watch the sodium on those. Um, pay attention to your sodium intake. That's a whole nother subject, but just take a look at that. That's a good thing to look at. If it says lower sodium, that's a good choice. It's still going to taste good and just throw it on the meat while you cook it. So I've been using beef, making a burrito. Uh, I use the spinach tortillas. They're by Mission. I think Mission, I think that's what it is. But I use those and um, I think they're like 33 gram carb. Throw, you know, about four ounces of beef on there, maybe a little bit more. Then I throw some fat-free cheese, which is awesome. Some people are totally freaked out by fat-free cheese, but I think that it tastes fine. Maybe is it a little bit more rubbery? Yeah, but when it's melted into like a burrito or some tacos, it's awesome. And you're getting like an extra nine grams of protein. So 
go ahead and pick up some fat-free cheese. There's generic, there's not generic, whatever's cheaper, whatever you want to try. I do recommend it, especially if you're looking to get some more protein in. Throw that in your breakfast or whatever. Lunch, I used to do, so that's just my routine lately, do the burritos. I used to do a smoothie every single day for lunch, and I loved it. Um, But when I was like tracking it for macros, it was right around like just under 400 calories, which wasn't totally filling for me. So I found myself being hungry a lot sooner in the day, um, which is fine. I just had a snack sooner before dinner, but um, I just kind of veered away from that. I also don't have any protein right now because hashtag broke. So once I get some more protein, I'll probably throw a smoothie back into my day. If you are looking for that smoothie smoothie recipe, it is on my Instagram. It's an IGTV I made. It breaks down all the ingredients that I use, etc. So if you're looking for that, go ahead and look there. For dinner, dinner is usually the same as lunch, not the smoothie, but it's either another burrito um, or I have some the Gardein meals. If you guys have been following me for a little bit, you know that I love the Gardein meals. It's basically like a I think it's vegan. I would want to say vegan, vegetarian. I don't know. I think it's vegan. And they literally look like chicken nuggets and they taste like chicken nuggets. And your girl loves chicken nuggets. So I do that. I'll usually just literally eat the entire package. I think there's like 11. I think there's supposed to be 10. Sometimes you get 11. So I I get that extra nug. But those are usually about 40 gram carb, 40 gram fat, or whoa. 40 gram carb, 40 gram protein, and I think like 10 fat. So the macros are freaking bomb. I personally, I love them. So those are a big staple for me for dinner or lunch sometimes too. You can get those at Walmart, Target, you name it. Any Gardein meal. It's spelled G-A-R-D-E-I-N, I think. It's spelled differently, but there's tons of different meals and I love them. Me and Dan have tried almost all of them. So highly recommend if you're looking for a frozen meal, that is delicious and has good macros go there there's like 10 to 12 different options so try those out the nuggets are my favorite though for sure also if i'm not having gardein i'll have maybe some pasta so i'll use bonza pasta and i will throw in some of the ground beef so to get more protein in there bonza pasta also if you've never had it before it is a pea protein pasta so it does taste a little different doesn't taste like a normal noodle so beware um, it also cooks a little different so there's like kind of like a film while you're boiling it so again beware of that don't think oh my god this is bad no it's that's just it's different it's pea protein so good amount of protein in there good amount of carbs and then I throw some more protein in there I'll do some you know like marinara sauce and then I'll also throw some fat-free cheese on there as well so that's a great balanced meal. Uh, you could do that for dinner or lunch, honestly. Super easy to prepare if you're preparing meals ahead of time. Snacks. Snacks I post a lot of on my snor- my story. My story. So you guys probably know them. They're still the same. I haven't found a new snack yet. But fig bars, obsessed with. I get the giant box at Sam's Club. Um, they have raspberry, blueberry, apple cinnamon, like, tons of different flavors they have some like brownie ones now great I love them they're mostly just carbs but when I am on my way to the gym and I need carbs or I'm mid-workout and I need carbs I always have one of those on me um Dannon light Greek yogurt they have key lime pie they have caramel apple they have like pumpkin pie like you name it 
they have the freaking flavor. And it's usually about 80 calories, 12 grams protein, nine carb, I think, and maybe a little bit fat, but amazing when you have a sweet tooth, like, because it actually tastes like a key lime pie or a pumpkin pie. Those are awesome. So I always have my my fridge stacked up with those. And then cottage cheese. Now cottage cheese is not for everyone. I know that. I used to think it was the weirdest thing. Um, It looks like chunky milk, right? Maybe that just turned you off from it. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it's an acquired taste for sure. What I do recommend, because it is great on protein, um, and if you love it, I highly recommend to keep it in your fridge. Um, They have the little small package that you can try. So just buy one of those. It looks like a yogurt cup almost. Buy one of those, try it, see if you like it. If you do, go ahead and buy the bigger package of like the lower fat one, 2%, 1%, whatever it is, and keep that in your fridge. That is huge to have like a serving of cottage cheese with a fig bar because now you got protein and carbs and a little bit of fat. So huge, big staple. I haven't had some in a while and now I need to go buy some. Another snack is a protein shake. So there's tons and tons and tons of different protein shakes out there. I bet you've probably had a bunch of them. If you haven't, I'd recommend you try it, especially if you struggle to get enough protein in your day. Um, The protein that I currently use once I have it in stock because I don't have any right now, but I usually use ghost protein. They are the best flavor-wise. Cereal milk, fruity cereal milk, peanut butter cereal milk. Um, They just came out with like a Chips Ahoy flavor. So when you're looking for a protein and you're like, you think it tastes like chalk or this or that, trust me, there is proteins out there that taste absolutely amazing and you have no clue that you're drinking a protein shake. So that's my recommendation for you. That's personally what I love and what I use. Um, so go ahead, try that out and let me know or let me know what protein you're currently using that has a really good taste. Uh, so protein shake, uh, English muffin with peanut butter and low sugar jelly. Now that's something that I usually eat every day as well. That's a good grab and go snack. Is it really high in protein? No, but it's a good boost of carbs when I'm looking for a carby snack, but there is a little bit of fat and protein in there as well, depending on what peanut butter or almond butter you use. And then the low sugar jelly just helps me to kind of decrease the amount of sugar I'm using and make sure that I have a good amount of carbs, but not too much carbs because some of those jellies are crazy. So that kind of wraps up what I typically eat in a day. I don't know if that was long. I don't know if that was short. I don't know if that sounded like a lot or not, but those are my staples as of right now. Um, And they have been for a while. So try some of those things out, or if you have any ideas or things that relate to what I said, let me know Um, whether you shoot an Instagram message or shoot us an email. Let me know because I want to know what you guys have as staples too, because maybe honestly... I might be needing some new staples soon. You never know when you can get tired of chicken like me. So moving into the next topic, which is a lower topic, and that's okay. I think that this is something that is very important and does need to be talked about. We have self-sabotage. So what is self-sabotage? Well, it's basically when part of your personality acts in conflict with another part of your personality. So like an example, um, if... This is an example of me specifically. If I have, like, I know if I have candy in the house, I will eat all the candy. So the solution is I don't keep candy in the house, right? 
So the self-sabotage part comes in when I buy the candy, but in the back of my mind, I know that if I buy a big bag candy, well, I'm going to eat it all in one or two nights. So the solution is don't buy the candy because if I do, then I'm self-sabotaging myself. Does that make sense? (laughs) Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't have anyone to respond to me, but why do we self-sabotage ourselves? Usually it, I have a couple examples here. So usually it'll stem from like a lack of belief in yourself. You just don't believe in yourself and it's kind of deep down where you don't believe in yourself. Uh, Fear of success. I think that's a huge one for a lot of people. I don't know why we do it. I do it as well. Why the heck do we have such a big fear of of doing something good for ourselves and succeeding? I I don't know, but um, we'll, we'll continue on. Wanting to place fault somewhere else. I think that is also a big one. We want to find another reason and another excuse for something. So we create it and put it upon ourselves. Uh, wanting control. So say you're following a strict diet and you are just tired of it and you are, you're looking to be in control because someone else is telling you to eat this and you're like, screw it. You know what? If I want this, I can have it. And that's, that's you just wanting control. And that's self-sabotage. And then the last example I have is fear of failing. I think another big thing, instead of us like owning up and succeeding, we just continue to fail over and over. Um, And that's like our fear of it. So I don't know if that made sense. It made sense to me. But those are a couple examples of why we self-sabotage. Here are a couple stories about me specifically and when I catch myself self, 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 (laughs) myself, self-sabotaging. That's a hard sentence. Um, Knowing I need to do cardio, but finding a reason not to, right? So here I am walking my little butt up the stairs to go do cardio. And then I start talking to someone, oh, I don't need to do cardio. And now I'm walking down the stairs with them or I'm walking up to cardio. Stairmasters are full. Oh, well, I don't need to do cardio. It's okay. I'll just go home. Well, no, actually, there's a freaking treadmill and 500 other pieces of cardio equipment that I could use, but I use that as an excuse, and then boom, I self-sabotage myself because I'm not getting my cardio done. Another example is not stretching after my workout because the gym is too busy. So sometimes stretching can be uncomfortable if there isn't a like studio room open or there's a corner open and there's so many people in the gym. Well, I find that as an excuse and I won't stretch and then I just go and sit in my car and drive 20 minutes home. Is that benefiting me? Absolutely not. I'm just creating an excuse. And then the last one I have as an example that I use is like, and I know everyone does this, is adding an extra tablespoon of something because it won't hurt. Well, it definitely will because a tablespoon of something can be a lot of calories. Um, So if it's something that you're tracking and you need to be, you're reporting back to a coach, having that extra tablespoon and not reporting it can have a big effect. Um, that's you lying to yourself and to the person who is trying to help you succeed. So those are some examples and stories of me self-sabotaging myself. If you guys have any stories, uh, write us in. Maybe that'll be a good email to write in for next week on how you self-sabotage yourself or how maybe a friend <coughs> or a loved one does. I would love to hear that. And then the next part is how do you realize you are self-sabotaging and how do you get out of it? So these are some key points that have helped me. And again, I'm still learning. 
Um, I'm not perfect in any way, shape or form. I don't plan to be, but these are the things that have helped me kind of grow and realize when I'm doing it. So understanding what self-sabotage is, that's a huge part. Like you listening to this today, now you understand what it is and now you'll be able to see when you are doing it. So that leads into the next one is recognizing your habits of it. So I just told you some of my habits. What are some of your habits that cause you to self-sabotage or what situation that you get put in is a common turn point for you to self-sabotage yourself? Okay, so understanding, recognizing, now identifying. So identify the root causes. Where is this coming from? Is it fear? Is it wanting control? Is it we just don't believe in ourselves? We are wanting to place fault somewhere. What is that? So figuring that out, moving on to the next one is changing your pattern of behavior. So understanding, recognize, identify, change. So changing your pattern of behavior. Now that we got all the other things done, all right, now we know what we need to change. So find that, create a new habit, create a new pattern, and boom, now we just figured out everything we need to do going down the list. <clears throat> Sorry, I am so thirsty. I'm just going to, now that I don't have anyone else to talk, man, my throat hurts so bad. Let me just get a little sip real quick. <sighs> I don't have a monster because it's eight o'clock at night. And I'm trying to get this done for y'all so you guys have an episode tomorrow. So be patient with me. So understanding, recognize, identify, change. Last one is make small but meaningful changes, right? If with anything in life, if we make this huge change, 10 out of 10 times, you're going to fail very quickly, right? But if we make a small change and it's meaningful and we know the direction that we want to go in with it, well, guess what? You're way more likely to stay with that, right? If I was like, I'm not going to have carbs anymore from this day forward, I will tell you right fucking now, I am going to fail and so are you. You got to start small with something. Say it's cutting out soda or if you call it pop, whatever. If you're cutting it out, you can't expect yourself to just go from having one every day to not having one every day maybe three times a week, maybe two times a week. Start somewhere, <clears throat> start small, make it meaningful, and you will see changes. So to recap all of that, understanding, recognize, identify, change, and make small but meaningful changes. So that is all I have to say about self-sabotage. Um, I think that it's very common. I see it a lot. I see it in myself a lot, and I see it in others a lot. So if I can help you um, or you can, because you just heard this, you can help someone else, that means the world to me. So understand, listen back if you need to, figure out how you are self-sabotaging yourself and um, follow those steps. Make some changes in yourself and others around you. Um, that's the biggest thing. So that's me wrapping it up. That's what I eat. That's self-sabotage. That's how I self-sabotage myself. Um, I hope that you can relate or I hope you are doing better than me, <laughs> which I bet you guys are. Now going into the email. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, every week we read emails from our favorite people that take the time out of their day to share. So if you send your email into fitversusfatpodcast at gmail.com, you may get read on the podcast and we would enjoy to read your story. So go ahead and send that in, and I am going to get into today's email. Today's email is from Jenna. Ooh, 
this mugger. Okay, this is actually, this is going to be a pretty funny one. Okay, so it says, what's up, y'all? First off, I love you both and your podcast. Well, Sierra's not here, but I will let her know. <laughs> Most of my gym stories are about creeps, so let's let the ball, let, oh, let's get the ball rolling. Ooh, okay. So there's this creepy guy that works at my gym. He's the handyman slash custodian, and he's shaped like a meatball. <laughs> what the fuck? okay okay so meatball custodian he started off with just a hi how are you and then it became situations where i would be looking at my phone and he would stand closer and closer to me until i acknowledged him what the fuck he literally walked onto the deadlift platform before i was about to hit a set once and he walked walked over my bar and picked up the weights on the floor that i was utilizing always in the way and always way too close he complimented my spandex once while I was sitting on the leg press. Ooh, that's not the place for people to fucking talk to you. I hate that, especially if there's a leg press on the other side. People can just see right into your crotch. Ooh, that makes me so uncomfortable just thinking about it. Okay, back to the story. But the worst offense was when I was on the scale and he came up behind me, looked at the weight when it locked and said, that's a good weight, stay at that weight. What the fuck? Oh my God, Sierra would be freaking out right now if she fucking heard this email. Hell no. I don't care who you are, how old you are, who the, whatever. Like, don't, no, 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 no. That's so fucked up. That actually, before I go back into your story, who gave old people the fucking right to stare at people? I get you're old. I get you get, you get a little bit more leverage in this world, but for the love of God, you do not get the right to stare at at me or any other uh, one else in the fucking gym okay back into the story i almost threw fist it's times like this where i'm thankful a person with a strong personality who can take this shit and not take it to heart but it makes me sad thinking he's doing this stuff to other women and other people who may not have as strong of a personality who are really hurt by this don't worry, I reported all of this activity to the gym, and the manager spoke with him, and he hasn't bothered me since, so holla! <laughs> Follow me at J-E-N-N-N-A, Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R. So there's three N's in there, don't forget it. She said, thanks Kayla and Sierra, love y'all. Wow, that was our first funny story. If you guys have heard all the stories at the end, you guys know that they have been more more like of a serious type, which I love because I want to hear people's journeys and I want them to share it and get confident sharing that with others. But this was a perfect and first funny story slash creepy story to hear because I'm sorry, but when you called the custodian a fucking meatball, <laughs> if that didn't make you laugh, what is wrong with you? I hope you laughed at that. But thank you, Jenna, for that story. I hope that that no meatball ever touches you or fucks with you again because that is something else but thank you for sharing that now going into our review so every week we also give a shout out to those who leave a review we love our reviews we love reading them we love to hear what you guys have to say so this week's review is from i think they just put a random letter and number but it says ecgf95 sick it says um, the title is authentic, a, just like my company, Authenfit says, I came across the podcast on IG. I really enjoy the authenticity in the podcast. You guys both are great and provide two different and great perspectives. Keep up the good work. Oh, well, thank you so much. ECG five F nine five, put your damn name so I could read it out loud, but thank you for the review. Thank you, Jenna, for the story. 
and thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have listened all this way. If you have, let us know because I'm really skeptic to see how many people actually listen through this whole entire thing. So if you have, let's, you know what, we're going to figure out who does. If you have, shit, I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but I guess if you have, leave a review. And when you leave a review, put the rock on emoji. That's going to let me know that you have listened to all of this. So leave a review, put that rock on emoji, and I'm going to figure out how many of y'all are actually freaking listening to this whole thing. Okay. If you are, hell yeah, kudos to you. You rock and we love you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to literally just my voice for this entire, I don't know how long this is, podcast. But hopefully Sierra comes back. You know, you never know. She lost her job. She went to Vegas. You know, fuck, if I'm going to Vegas which I've never been to. She's probably never coming back, but I hope she does. (laughs) Send her DMs and tell her that we missed her this week. So hopefully she'll be back next week. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed my voice. I freaking love y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Fit vs. Fat again, and we will see you next Wednesday. Peace. Cue the music. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Mm, mm, mm. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do.